1: there'll be something that I have to share with you that will encourage you, that will inspire you, that will make you feel less alone. So here's what was on my heart today. Let's take a listen.
0: During a meditation I was doing this morning, um, I heard this thought that our greatest self comes from being in a place of our greatest joy. And I just don't think that we are shown that so much as children. I don't think that's modeled for us. And I think as women, um, I think as women, we really have to get, we really have to get that there's been a few thousand years of a patriarchy here. And, um, and we have been taught to play it down and not shine too bright. People are uncomfortable around women who don't hate themselves. My friend Alison Bird just said that to me and it really landed and so, women, you know, we have to watch the way we show up. And I just had Priyanka Chopra on my podcast, and she said, "Women have to start really tipping their hat to each other," and um, and we have to step into this so that our daughters can fully rise. Yeah. And so, I'm really done with the apologizing. I'm really sick of women not really, truly getting their worth. And I want you to get that your most powerful rising, that's the most relatable you could ever be because all of us know that that part of us is inside of us dying to come out. And so I often see women and um, you're not ready, you're over ready, you are over ready and you are looking for permission to be called up and to get into your assignment. And there's just so much of a limiting belief on how much joy is really a thing. And I think we've seen our mothers just settle in um, codependency in and people pleasing. And it's something that we then set as sort of like a standard. And this, my friends, this is the great unraveling. This is not, a, this is not true. And in order for us to really manifest a life that we love, we have to be willing to let go of what we have, which, uh, which as Amber said before, that can be excruciating because our little self has become conditioned to thinking that survival is really going to be tied to how happy everyone is with us at the core level. And that's a very hard thing to unlearn. But that's actually not what the people around us need from us. I've noticed even, I was just talking to Amber about this yesterday, and there's even a part two since I talked to you, Amber. But I've noticed like in my marriage, um, I'm, I'm married to a really nice human being. He's a nice person. He has his own journey with how brightly he allows himself to celebrate life and shine from his own feelings of shame because his parents suffered so much. You ever notice that like there's a survivor's guilt to thriving. What about my sister? What about the people who don't have, who am I to show up and shine? There's a lot of that. So he has some of that. And over the years, like most couples, we read all the books. We went to several different therapists and I, I did everything I could to either try to teach him what my love language was or try to change him or try to not need him. And either I was met with like feeling really pissed off or I was feeling really needy and empty. And then I came to this place where I started to take full responsibility for myself and wake up in the morning and roll out the welcome mat to what what's actually going on with me. That was literally the dark night of the soul. And I would sit there and I still do in the morning and not try to escape from what I was actually feeling. And I would notice anxiety, sadness, some happiness, um, fear, terror, joy, gratitude, right? This, This beautiful sort of concoction of all of these things. And I would just sit beside it. And what wound up happening is an untangling of this codependency in, in my marriage, just as an example. And what wound up happening is I could be actually much more loving to him and I could be my best self. And then I could also really hold and witness that whatever he did or didn't do wasn't about me at all it's not personal. And this to me, the reason I'm saying it is because this really for me is the next great frontier. What I see for women is the first thing we want to accomplish is finding our truth, our passion, our purpose, and our work. But often I find that if women do the unimaginable, sometimes they actually can achieve that but the even harder thing to achieve is receiving real love and worthy joy in a relationship, actually. It's really fascinating. So I'm playing with this second piece now because I've been able to kind of like ascend a lot of the, the different vibrations to step into something that's very fun and expansive and playful and kind of like feels really easy and manifesty in my work. And so now I'm looking at it at home too, which is really powerful. And um, I guess what I'm noticing in a big way is that love is not earned. You can't earn it. If you've earned it and you were given it, that's not love. That's something else. There's nothing you could do to earn. Let's say you think about having a baby, right? Like I have three gorgeous kids. What could I have possibly done to earn God giving me one of those kids? Nothing, it's just grace, right? That's just an unbelievable gift. When somebody loves you, it's not because you earned it. It's not because you're worthy enough. It's because they decided to be generous to you. Love is a gift.
1: All right. Well, I hope you guys are going to enjoy these mini episodes. If there's something that you need to hear, if there's a question that you have, if there's a certain particular way that I can support you, please feel free to DM me on Instagram at Kathy.Heller. I'm here for you. I'm here to